0: A defenseless planet, and a daring band of space adventurers fighting to save it. Battle Beyond the Stars. A lone youth escapes on a last-ditch mission that begins at the edge of the universe. A battle beyond time, beyond space, a battle beyond the stars. Starring Richard Thomas, George Pappard, Robert Vaughn, John
1: Saxon. Rated PG, little guidance suggested. I'm Captain Kirk.
2: Optimus Prime.
3: I am the futurist of Borg.
1: Resistance is futile.
5: Yes,
1: Jedi's strength flows from the
3: Force,
2: but beware of the dark side.
6: It's kind of catchy. It's got a nice ring to it. I
1: mean, it's not technically accurate, it's a gold. out oh, Lord. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that.
5: This is uh, Reach Home, and you're listening to Treks in Sci-Fi. Hello, everybody. This is Mark Daniels from the Great Pacific Northwest, and you are listening to Treks in Sci-Fi. This is episode 738 for Sunday August 11th, 2019. I'm back this week with another classic science fiction movie. Today's movie is a cult classic from 1980. It's Battle Beyond the Stars, starring Richard Thomas, Robert Vaughn, George Papard, John Saxon, and Sybil Danning. Before I get into today's movie, I want to thank Rico for giving me this opportunity to share with all of you another classic science fiction movie. I also want to thank everyone who took the time to listen to me today. I hope you enjoy it. With that said, I'm going to play the trailer to Battle Beyond the Stars. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the rest of the podcast. I'll be back after the trailer with some movie information, and then we'll get into today's movie.
0: Ruthless Invaders A defenseless planet. Battle beyond the stars. A lone youth escapes on a last-ditch mission that begins at the edge of the universe. story of a boy who finds more than he expected (laughs) and all he can handle
6: does your species have kissing oh yes we have that
3: try one that's a hot dog it comes from earth do you like it there's no dog in this
7: Mm -mm. soybean meal Niacin, dextrose, and sodium nitrate flavoring. That's what we call meat back home. Battle Beyond the Stars.
0: Starring Richard Thomas. George Pappard. Robert Vaughn. John Saxon. <laughs> a battle beyond time, beyond space. I sent fire! That ends in a desperate gamble.
8: They'll be able to board
6: us. It won't make any difference. Get that hatch open! No!
5: Battle beyond the stars. Battle Beyond the Stars is a 1980 American science fiction movie directed by Jimmy T. Murakami and produced by Roger Corman. The screenplay was written by John Sayles. The score was composed by James Horner, and the special effects were designed by James Cameron. Battle Beyond the Stars was released September 8, 1980 and has a running time of 105 minutes. And here's the cast, starting at the top. Richard Thomas as Shad, Robert Vaughn as Gelt, John Saxon as Sador, George Papard as Cowboy, uh, Darlene Fugel was Nenelia, Sybil Danning was St. Sam Jaffe was Dr. Hephaestus, Jeff Corey was Zed the Corsair, Morgan Woodward was Cayman, and Marta Christian was Lux. And that's all I have for movie information. Now let's get into today's movie. Today's movie starts with the farming world of Akira being threatened by the tyrannical warlord Zador, who rules the sinister Maomori Empire. Uh, Zador's huge spaceship mounts a stellar converter, a weapon that turns planets into small suns. He demands that the peaceful Akira submit to him when he returns in Seven Risings of their Red Giant or he'll turn his Stellar Converter on their planet.
4: Hear me, beings of Akir. I I am Sador of the the Malmori. I I have have come come with my forces forces to conquer conquer you. you. If you resist, I I will will crush crush you. you. I possess a Stellar Converter, the most powerful weapon in the universe. You cannot resist me. I I want want your your planet planet to be be my my colony. colony. Your harvest harvest comes in seven seven risings of your red red giant. Giant. I will return then and you will accept me as your master. If you do not submit, your planet and all life on it will will be burned burned to ash. Sniper's forward.
9: Sniper's. Forward!
4: Fire at will. Merely a demonstration, beings of our gear. I will return in seven risings.
5: You are mine. Later, at a council meeting, Zed, the last of the Akira Corsairs, suggests they hire mercenaries to protect their world. A young farmer named Shad volunteers to go and recruit help.
2: No, no, listen to me. We don't know
3: how. We live by the Vardi. The Vardi is not to fight. The Akira haven't fought for centuries.
7: I have fought. And I am a son of Akira. And you are an old man. I have lasted this long by fighting.
4: We
2: are all going to be killed. We are defenseless. To fight creatures of violence,
7: you must use creatures of violence. We should hire mercenaries.
8: We have no wealth to offer them.
7: The violent fight for many reasons.
6: Oh yes, but then who will protect us Against these mercenaries
7: For that we have
6: the Varda
2: Who will find them
6: I will You, you're a boy The Varda teach us That each form has its function
8: My brother is the only one Who can fly
6: Zed's ship That's a junk pile Junk pile I've taken her up I think she trusts me your first mission go to the Phoenix Cluster find the station of Dr. Efestus, best weapons man in the system drop my
7: name and he'll be sure to help you if he's still operative
5: Zed offers his ship to Shad for the mission Zed's ship is fast and well armed and run by an artificial intelligence computer named Nell
9: I'm turning the boy over to you Nell take good care of him
6: hello Nell Nell? Hello, Nell. Are you there, old girl?
8: Nobody calls me that but Zed. Sorry. This isn't going to be just another planetary joyride, you know.
6: I know that, Nell do my best not to let you down We'll see Anyway, I told him you trusted me
8: You're okay, a little wet
5: behind the ears
6: Well, the only thing we have to remember is that if we don't make it nobody else will
5: Shad leaves Akir and goes to the space station of Dr. Hephaestus an old friend of Zed Shad is mistaken for an android and taken to Dr. Hephaestus' daughter Nanelia
2: Who
8: sent you? What have you come for? I don't Oh, audio malfunction, huh? I'll have to take a look at your (laughs) banks.
6: Wait a minute, I'm not an android. You're warm. Of course I'm warm. I'm organic. Haven't you ever seen an organic form?
8: No. Besides my father. What? There are only the androids. I take care of them.
6: I see. Well, if you would like to let me out of this, I'll tell you why I'm here. Please. Unless I can bring back a fighting force and offer some resistance, we're finished. You think your father will help?
8: My father isn't the way he was when your friend Zed knew him. You'll see.
6: As long as he gives us the weapons.
8: We're here.
5: Shad is there for weapons. But Dr. Hephaestus has other plans for Shad.
2: You are welcome, Shad of the Akira.
6: Thank you, Doctor. This is uh, quite a surprise.
2: I heard your story in the corridor. When you were in my station, you were in my presence.
6: Good. And we won't waste time. Are you willing to help us,
2: Doctor? I am an old man. Older even than Zed. I've seen wars, large and small, throughout the galaxies. Forms must prey on other forms
6: to survive. That's not what the Varda teach us. We prey on no one.
2: Your planet is doomed, and I have other plans for you. Other plans? This station was built for many. It remains a hollow and lonely place. You've met my daughter? Yes. Wait a minute.
6: You, <laughs> you don't mean that you want me to breed with your
2: daughter. It seems a better fate than that offered by the Malmori, does it not? You would stay here in peace forever.
6: Well, what about your daughter? Have you asked what she wants?
2: Letrus, Skew, escort the gentleman to Nanelia's room. He's got a lot to think about.
5: Shad can't bring himself to abandon his people. He persuades Nanelia to help him escape. She follows him in her own ship, although she has no weapons. The two split up and look for mercenaries. Shad encounters Cowboy a freighter pilot from Earth who is ambushed by space jackers while delivering a shipment of laser handguns to the planet Yuma Shad fights off the jackers, saving Cowboy's life.
3: Fighting? (laughs) Listen, I've done more fighting than I've seen old movies, which is saying a lot, seeing that's all I do on long hauls. Well, uh... I have the greatest collection of old westerns.
6: We'll need experienced soldiers. Would you care to fight with us? Mm
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You see, you're fighting Sador. Sador's never lost a war. He never quits. You fight Sador, and you've got a snowball's chance in hell.
6: Snowball?
8: Transmission from the planet Umantil. The Malmori forces arrived.
6: Put it up on the screen now.
3: that was my customer how would you like 10,000 mac laser 4s and 40,000 charge slides, they're paid for and I haven't got the fuel to get them home,
6: you're carrying
3: weapons they're hand weapons the best we make
6: we're going to need weapons but we won't know how to use them yeah and We'll probably need someone to teach us how to use them.
3: Yes, uh, I can see that.
6: And we did save your life.
3: Okay, my rig's a hauler, not a fighter, but I'll set up your ground defenses. Agreed? Put it there. Yeah, I'm not the cavalry. Cavalry? Ah, yeah, I'll show you. You got a treat in store for you. As a matter of fact, I'll show you Custer's
5: Last Stand. While waiting for Shad to return, Nanelia is captured by a reptilian slaver named Cayman.
9: Mm, yes, indeed. <laughs> a very tasty looking morsel. Who are you? Your savior. You are about to be digested by a zyme.
8: A zyme?
9: A creature who consumes living organisms. We're zymers. We cook them down for their protein. Oh, I am Kenin of a delandosome. And these are my crew. They're hurting me! Uh, they're Kelvin, Urim, and Thunim. The Kelvin are a thermal creature. They communicate in degrees of heat. And this is Cropag, my pooner.
2: Well, I'd like to thank you all very much. Now, just get me down.
9: Now, 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 don't be too grateful. I know a market where a female form like yours could bring in some heavy dust.
8: You'd do that? You'd sell me?
9: (laughs) Well, of course, live for protein. I do whatever pays the most.
2: I'm hiring mercenaries for a great battle on the planet Akir.
9: Oh, is that so? What could this planet Akir offer me?
8: Uh, they have the richest molybdenum deposits in the system.
9: <laughs> nice try, Hot Blood. But I've already seen Akir, and there is absolutely nothing on that planet that I want. You're heartless! You're just like Sador! Sador? Sador? Sador of the Malmori?
2: That's who we're fighting against.
9: Pope! So, Sador lives, does he? Your ship will need some repair. Pope! Cut the Zayim loose! We cruise for Akir!
5: Later, Shad meets a set of five alien clones who share a group consciousness named Nestor. They admit their life is incredibly dull, since their whole race shares one mind. In order to be entertained, they have sent five members to join Shad's cause.
7: You are not of a violent form. We sense that you did not intend to shoot.
6: You read my mind? Among
7: other things. We have monitored your travels. You are seeking mercenaries for an adventure. We would like to participate.
6: Well, we can't offer much in payment. No need.
7: We are self-sufficient. We are Nestor. All of you? This is but a facet. These are but facets. There are hundreds of thousands like us at home and scattered throughout the universe. We our Nestor. Your clones? In a manner of speaking, we share identical consciousness. What one sees, all see. What one knows, all know. And all of you want
6: to help us? These five facets,
7: yes. Four of us are required to operate this ship.
6: What about the fifth?
7: We always carry a spear. Thank you. You see, there is only one Nestor, one consciousness, as you might imagine, this has proven very lonely, very dull. We must avoid becoming, we believe you have a phrase for it, becoming bored to death.
5: Shad recruits Gilt, a wealthy assassin who can't show himself on any civilized planet on, on pain of retribution. Gilt offers his services in return for being allowed to live peacefully amongst the Akira.
1: Who sent you? I'm on a mission
6: for the people of Akir.
1: I'm hiring mercenaries.
6: I was told that there would be many on Nascosto.
1: You're a little late. There's nothing left but me and the lower forms. What, uh, What happened here? The other planets in the galaxy formed a protective association They raised an army and cleaned us out. We made them nervous. But you stayed. I came back for a rest. There's not a planet in the galaxy where there isn't a bounty on my head.
6: What makes you so popular?
1: I settle disputes. Very quickly. I'm very good at it. And I don't care who I work with. I've collected a lot of enemies along the way. Kill for pay? I have no home, no family, no principles. What else would I kill for? Pleasure? No. It's strictly business with me. Now, what's your pitch? I'm
6: hiring mercenaries to protect against an invasion... But food and shelter is all we can offer in payment. All of our wealth is in our culture.
1: I could buy your planet ten times over what I've gathered in this room. plutonium, Cadmium. Qualine crystals. I've been very well paid for my work.
6: Sorry, I've wasted your time.
1: No. Wait. Listen to the rest of it. I sleep with my back to the wall when I can sleep. I eat serpents seven times a week. It's not a major city in this galaxy where I can show my face or spend my wealth. Right now your offer looks very attractive to me. meal and a place
5: to hide. On his way back to Akir, Shad is approached by St. X-Men of the Valkyrie. She is looking to prove herself in battle. She pilots a small but extremely fast ship. Shad finds her annoying and wishes she would just go away, but she tags along.
8: Wait
6: a minute. What is
8: it? I don't know, but it's right in my flight path could be a mercenary answering your call a
6: mercenary and that pea
8: shooter listen kid in some galaxies that would be a big ship the aliens aren't much bigger than your hand but there's some bad
6: customers well whoever he is i don't have time to play with him
8: put up the force field what put up the force field hurry what the hell is it a challenge what it seems he don't think this galaxy is big enough for the both of you
6: completely outmatched you must know that don't
8: lower the force field he's too fast for you to hit but well, he keeps coming at me ignore it it can't hurt you forget about it that's what the says i want a
6: shot at him now
8: you shoot down a couple of jackers and all of a sudden you're the scourge of outer space will you just shut up and help me fight him help yourself you're being sucked in can't you see he's just playing with you blank. A what? Soft light, no heat, I'm not damaged. I have a transmission. I am Saint x of the Valkyrie. I have counted coup upon you. It was a very enjoyable fight.
6: Enjoyable fight?
8: But then all fighting is enjoyable. I have heard of your battle with the Malmori. I wish to join you.
6: Oh yes? What are you going to do? Shoot blanks at Sador?
8: The Valkyrie are great warriors. In our youth, we must leave home and fight in many battles until we have proven
6: ourselves. Well, you've proven yourself to be a pain in the neck, so why don't you just fly off? But I wish to fight. (laughs) My planet is in danger, and you're playing tag with me. Your ship is like a toy. You have no firepower.
8: It is one of the fastest in the universe.
6: Well, the Varda teach us that swift rain is little rain?
8: But I want to join.
6: Well, we don't want you. We don't need you, and we won't have you. So go count your coup somewhere else
8: you were a little harsh weren't you
6: you saw her she was playing with me yes and she won would you like me to short circuit your audio
5: back on akir shad's sister maul is captured by two Malmori pilots with the intent to rape her as shad and company return to akir their approach frightens the Malmori pilots into attempting an escape Mal in retaliation interferes with their controls, allowing Gelt the opportunity to destroy their ship, killing all three. Upon reaching the surface, the heroes are greeted with caution by the natives, who are weary of violent people. When Sador returns, his Malmori forces are intercepted by Shad's hired warriors. Gelt dogfights his way to Sador's ship, which is shot down. Cowboy and the laser-toting Akira ward off an invasion backed by a Malmori sonic tank. Many of Sador's troops are killed, and their sonic tank is destroyed. However, many Akira dies well, including Zed. After surviving an assassination attempt by Nestor, Sador launches the remainder of his fleet in a retaliatory strike against the Akira. Saint x blows herself up and knocks out Sador's stellar converter. Although Sador's forces are wiped out, His ship picks off all the remaining mercenaries with laser battery fire and nuclear missiles. Only Nell, piloted by Shad and Nanilia, survives the Malmori onslaught. Crippled and unable to fight, Nell is captured by Sador's tractor beam. Nanilia and Shad activate Nell's self-destruct program and then flee the ship in an escape pod. Sador commands Nell to surrender. Instead, she detonates the self-destruct mechanism, causing Sador's stellar converter to overload and disintegrate his ship. He did it.
2: I can't believe it. He really did it. (sighs) But St. Axman and Cowboy...
6: Nanelia, the Akira believe that no form ends until all the lives that it has touched are ended, until all the good that it has done is gone. They are now a part of Akir. And they'll always be with us.
5: And that's the end of today's movie. Now it's time for some movie trivia. The working title for today's movie was Battle Amongst the Stars. James Cameron and his former wife, Gail Ann Hurd, met on this film. They decided to work together. Cameron would direct... Heard would produce. This would lead up to the two of them making the movie The Terminator. They were married in 1985 and ended their marriage and partnership in 1989. Battle Beyond the Stars was Roger Corman's most expensive film up to that date, costing $2 million. Most of the budget was spent on salaries for Robert Vaughn and George Pappard. To cut costs, Corman created his own special effects department and hired a young model maker by the name of James Cameron. Today's movie is considered to be the first major movie to be scored by composer James Horner. If you listen closely, you can hear similarities between today's movie, Kroll, Star Trek II Wrath of Khan, Star Trek III, The Search for Spock, and even The Rocketeer. The main body of the Hephaestus space station was made of a plastic terrarium salvaged from a garbage dumpster. Uh, The natives of the planet Akira are known as the Akira. And this is a tribute to the legendary director, Akira Kurosawa. Akira Kurosawa's movie, The Seven Samurai, was the inspiration for Battle Beyond the Stars. The character Gelt in today's movie was modeled after the character Lee from The Magnificent Seven, which Robert Vaughn played both Gelt and Lee. Some of Gelt's dialogue is lifted almost verbatim from The Magnificent Seven. The special effects and James Horner score would be later reused in movies Space Raiders and The Wizards of the Lost Kingdom. And that's all I have for movie trivia. Now it's time for the Star Trek Connection. This is my favorite part of the podcast. Because everybody knows I'm a big Star Trek fan. And I try to find a Star Trek Connection in every TV show or movie I watch. Battle Beyond the Stars has three Star Trek Connections. The first Star Trek connection, of course, is James Horner. He composed a score for today's movie. He also composed a score for the movies Star Trek II, Wrath of Khan, and Star Trek III, The Search for Spock. The second Star Trek connection is Jeff Quarry. He played Zed the Corsair in today's movie. He also played a character named Plius in the third season episode of Star Trek The Original Series, The Cloudminders. Last but not least is Morgan Woodard. He's the third Star Trek Connection. He played Cayman, the Lizard Man in today's movie. He appeared in two episodes of Star Trek the Original Series. He played Dr. Simon Van Gelder in the first season episode, Dagger of the Mind. He also played Captain Ron Tracy of the Starship Exeter in the third season episode, The Omega Glory. And that's all I have for the Star Trek Connection. Here are my comments about today's movie. I watched the 2001 Blu-ray release from Shout Factory. It's part of Roger Corman's cult classic collection. Say that three times fast. I picked it up on Amazon for 20 bucks. Uh, the picture and sound quality are excellent on this Blu-ray. This Blu-ray has tons of bonus features. It comes with two commentaries. The first commentary is by screenwriter John Sayles and producer Roger Corman. The second commentary is is by production manager Gail Ann Hart. It also comes with two featurettes, one with actor Richard Thomas called The Man Who Would Be Shad and a behind-the-scenes look at the making of Battle Beyond the Stars called Soap Opera on a Shoestring. It also comes with the TV and radio spots, a photo gallery, and the theatrical trailer. Battle Beyond the Stars is a really fun movie. I remember seeing this movie for the first time on home box office in 1981. That's right. Home box office. That's what we used to call HBO back in the day. Uh, It was Roger Corman's answer to Star Wars because everybody was trying to get on the Star Wars bandwagon and put a movie out. It's a good movie, but it's no Star Wars. The story is a familiar one. You got some poor farmers who are being terrorized by an evil warlord the poor farmers hire mercenaries to protect them from the evil warlord. Sound familiar? It should. Battle Beyond the Stars was inspired by Akira Kurosawa's Seven Samurai. Basically, it's the Seven Samurai in space, or what some people would like to call it, the Magnificent Seven in space. Just remember, Magnificent Seven was Hollywood's remake of the Seven Samurai. I think all the actors did a great job in this movie. I really liked Richard Thomas. He was perfect for the role of Shad. Um, George Pappard and Robert Vaughn were great too, especially Robert Vaughn. I just, he was nice and cool, you know, even though he played the same person 20 years earlier in The Magnificent Seven. One thing I did like, I really liked the idea of Nestor being five beings with one consciousness. That was pretty cool. Um, he kind of reminded me of data. The one that was talking, uh, Nestor number one, that did all the talking. He sounded like data to me, reminded me a lot of data. Um, he was an actor, uh, named Earl Bowen. And if you, if you look him up in IMDB, he played the police psychologist in all three of the first Terminator movies. Um, really liked the, uh reptilian costume. That was pretty cool too. Nothing like a guy in a rubber suit. Um, there's two familiar faces in today's movie. The first was actor Sam Jaffe. He played Dr. Hephaestus. Those of you that like classic science f- fiction movies like myself, you'll know who he is immediately. But those who don't, here's the answer. He was in a movie called The Day the Earth Stood Still. Klaatu came to Earth to tell, them, give them an ultimatum and Tell them, get your act together or we're going to blow you up. He wanted to go see a doctor named Dr. Barnhart. Sam Jaffe played Dr. Barnhart in The Day the Earth Stood Still. Another familiar face in the movie was Marta Kristen. Remember her? She played Judy Robinson in Lost in Space. Okay, Um, I want to talk a little bit about special effects in this movie. Um, Although they're dated now, in 1980, they were top-notch. Uh, the spaceships looked great. Um, Sador's uh, ship reminded me a lot of the prison ship from Battlestar Galactica. Uh, Nell, the, the ship Nell, that was really weird looking to me because I know people say it looks like a woman's torso with the arms stretched out for the the. the the lasers and the way that the arch is back and it looked like it has breasts breast. It's really weird looking, but it's kind of cool at the same time. It's definitely different than most spaceships you see then. And now, um, a lot of the sound effects that came with this movie were from Buck Rogers, Battlestar Galactica, the $6 million man. There was even some sound effects. I definitely know that some of the sound effects came from star Trek, the motion picture. If you if you know Star Trek the Motion Picture and you watch uh, Battle Beyond the Stars, you'll be able to hear him right off, and you go, "Oh yeah, that comes from Star Trek the Motion Picture." Um, like I said, you will watch the movie, and you know exactly what I'm talking about. The last thing I want to talk about is the score. It was composed by James Horner. I like the score a lot, but you can definitely hear parts of this score in other movies that he's made in the future. I'm not saying it was bad. But you can definitely hear parts that he used in Krull, *Star Trek II: Wrath of Khan*, *Star Trek III: Search for Spock*, um, the, *The Rocketeer*. I mean, it's de- you can definitely hear these sections, pieces of music reused. Um, I really like this movie. I can't really, I can't say anything bad about it. I remember seeing it for the first time and really digging it, and watching it again for this for this podcast and really digging it, um, I would recommend this movie to all science fiction fans on a scale from one to 10. I'm giving it a solid eight. And those are my comments about battle beyond the stars. That's it for today's podcast. Before I wrap up this week's podcast, I want to thank Rico again for giving me this opportunity to share with all of you another classic science fiction movie. I also want to thank everyone who took the time to listen to me today. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Rico will be back on the podcast next week with some more convention talk. I'll end today's podcast with the main title theme from Battle Beyond the Stars. I'll be back soon with another classic science fiction movie. Until then, everyone take care. This is M5 signing off. (laughs)
1: Thank you.
2: Join the forum at treksinsci forward slash forum or we'll right to Rico today. TrekSF at gmail.com Until next time, live long and prosper. Treks in sci-fi. Let me down. End of transmission the mm-hmm.